Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now we are in the middle of the series called It's All About Money. So we hope that this sermon is a blessing to you and your family. This morning we are continuing our series on It's It's All About Money. And God has been speaking to us for the past three weeks and today we are in week four. If you are a newcomer, a big welcome to you. Give yourselves a big round of applause and thank you for being here this morning. We welcome you. You are not here by accident. You are here with a purpose and God has brought you here. So we would love to meet with you, connect with you. So please make sure you fill out our online connect cards and we will be in touch with you. And if you have missed the past three weeks, all our sermons are available on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcast, so you can go back and listen to it. But let me give you a quick recap on why we are doing this series. The Lord spoke to us that we need to try to handle God's money according to God's principles. The problem is that many of us, we think it's our money, so we try to handle it through our principles. So it's important that we understand how to handle God's money God's way. And if you look at uh, in week one, we learned that what you believe about money is how you behave with money, which means that we need to change our belief. Our belief needs to be according to God's word. What does God say about money should be our belief, not what the world says. When we get our belief right in alignment with God's word, then what happens is that our behavior changes. It's not just about the 10% that we give to God, but it's also about how we handle the rest of the 90%. When we do that, what happens is that we are on road to financial freedom. Week two, we looked at the psychology of money. If our money had to talk, what will it say to us? We looked at three things. The money would say, be patient to spend, but be number two, be active to invest and save. And number three is plan it so that you won't be fooled. You got to plan. It's important we do these three things, and that's the psychology of money. When we do that, we will be on road to financial freedom. And uh, the reason I keep insisting on road to financial freedom is because if we are not on road to financial freedom, then what is happening is that we are on road to our selfish desires, our greed, and what we think is right. Last week, we looked at set your house in order. And I spoke to you all on the principle of the first. What does it mean to give to God first? What does it mean to put God first in our lives and first in order? And and God spoke to us clearly that it is not about giving to God, but it's about bringing to God. When it comes to our tithes and our offering, we are just returning to God what belongs to God. So when we give to God, we are not claiming that we are giving out of our own sacrifices, but we are bringing what belongs to God. And that's the amazing thing. And this morning, I believe God has a word for us and it's gonna bless you, it's gonna change you. But before that, let's say the word confession together on the count of three, two, one, go. I'm here on purpose. 
because i have a purpose my heart is open my mind is ready to receive because god is not finished with me yet my best days are right in front of me and i can do all things through christ who strengthens me amen amen turn to the person next to you look at them and tell them do you want to be a genius can you ask them that question do you want to be a genius come on turn to your neighbor and to ask them this question I hope I hope they all said yes. This morning I'm going to teach on this title The Genius of Generosity. The Genius of Generosity. You know when we talk about generosity, a lot of people think that generosity is not something that is practiced by you know normal people but it is something that is practiced by the rich people often think that we need to have a lot of money in order to be generous and this is the genius of generosity is that it is exactly the opposite being generous is got nothing to do with how much money we have you might be sitting there and wondering oh really pastor but but a lot of times when we look at generous people great you know people who are giving a lot of money away are usually rich let me take you into god's word this morning and we are going to look at four things and these four things will give you a clear understanding of generosity number 1 write this down Why is it genius to be generous? Why are we calling it the genius of generosity? Luke chapter 12 verse 13 to 19 and and Jesus is teaching this in Luke chapter 12 verse 13 to 19. Follow with me. Then someone called from the crowd, "Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me." And this is something that we all see in the world that is happening you know when it comes to property they want to divide it and many times they don't just divide the property they divide the families along with the property now verse 14 jesus replies friend who made who made me a judge over you to decide such things at that then he said beware god against every kind of greed Life is not measured by how much you own. And and when you see Jesus's response, it might feel like, you know, that's 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 not fair for Jesus to say. He is only asking for his portion. He is only asking for what belongs to him. This guy wants what belongs to him. And Jesus is saying God against every kind of greed. Many times we think that we f- we are fighting for what belongs to us. But when you are fighting for what you think your belong belong to you, actually it doesn't belong to you. We learned that everything belongs to God. We are just managers of what God has blessed us with. So the problem is our heart. When you try to take something even though it is supposed to come to you and if it is supposed to come to you, of course God is going to bless you with it. But when we try to take it, maybe even before it is supposed to come to us when it's not the time, what happens is that it is a kind of greed that you're letting your heart 
fall trapped into kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much we own. Life is measured by how much we give. Verse 16, it says, Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, Oh, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I will have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Here is a man who thinks that he's got it all. And he is he's rich. He's, you know, overflowing with things. But sitting with our possessions, thinking that we have it all, is not a godly thing to do. The reason we call it the genius of generosity is that generosity is the pathway to move us from our heart to God's heart. God is a generous God. We are called to be generous because we are created in the spitting image of Jesus Christ. And if we are in the exact image of Jesus Christ, then we are called to represent him and act and behave the same way that he does. Look around you, look at the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxy, this planet, everything that we see, God has graciously, generously created all of that for you and I to enjoy. Who would do that? Nobody. Nobody would do that for us. That's the heart of God. He is a generous God. But the problem is, when you allow your own heart to lead you, it leads you into a trap of selfishness and greed. But when you become a person of generosity, generosity becomes the pathway to move your heart from yourself, from your self-centeredness, from your selfishness, from your greed, into God's heart. It helps us to understand God's heart. It helps us to be on God's mission. We are born to be generous because we are born of a generous God. Isn't that powerful to think about? I remember hearing a story of Pastor Brian Houston, who's the senior pastor of Hillsong Church. And as he was building his church in early stages, him and his wife, he was working so hard and they both were working so hard. And um, they were sitting in a restaurant and they were just having a meal. And at the end of the meal, they were about to go and pay for the bill. And the waiter came over and said, sir, your bill is taken care by that man over there in that table. So Brian was shocked, like, why would you pay for our bill? So he called him over and they had a conversation and he said, like, Pastor, I walked into your church. You don't know me, but your sermons has been such a blessing that I just wanted to bless you this morning. So please enjoy what you're having. It's on me. That's simply generosity. 
Generosity is not just throwing away lots of money, cashes, and gold, and, and, and just you know, giving loads of things away. Just simple things like this is where it starts. That's why it's a genius. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. But the thing is that a lot of us are focused in the amount that we give and the amount that we get back and we think the amount is the physical amount, the cash. No, it is God is not measuring that. I will soon teach you what God is measuring when it comes to generosity. We go wrong when we take our accounting, our currency, our figures to God and hoping to get the same figure or more from God. But that's not how the genius of generosity works. Write this down. Number two, the principle with secret power. Here is a principle. When it comes to generosity, there is a principle which will become your secret power. When it comes to generosity, I want to teach you this. Luke chapter 16, verse 8 to 12. Again, Jesus teaching this. The rich man had to admire a dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you are faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you are dishonest in little things, you will be dishonest with greater responsibilities. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? Here is the secret to generosity. Many people find it hard to be generous. You know why? Because they find it hard to let go. That's why the Bible says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. We find it hard to let go of what God has blessed us with. The reason we find it hard to let go is because we think we own it all. In this parable, Jesus is clearly teaching that whatever we have in this worldly possessions, worldly wealth, we are entrusted with that. It, does, it doesn't belong to us. What belongs to us is the true riches of heaven. True riches of heaven is waiting for you and I. But the problem is, we don't know how to handle what God has given to us right now. Shall I tell you the secret? Can I? The secret is, when you understand that God owns it all, it is quick and easy to let go when God asks you to let go. That's the secret of generosity. Letting go of ownership and understanding that God owns it all. This includes 
all your worldly possessions, your business, your family, your children. This includes all the money, your wealth, everything that you own, that you think that, that, it's, that it all belongs to you. No, it all belongs to God. The reason it, and, and when you understand that, that ownership is on Him and not us, it gives us a shrewdness to manage it well. It gives us a sharpness to manage it well. And at the same time, we don't hold on to it. We don't hold on to it. There was a couple. There was, not there is, <laughs> a couple. A good friend of us who have really invested a lot in us and they have been praying and standing with us recently called us and we were just in a conversation and uh, just over that conversation uh, he said that pastor you know there's something that I need to tell you and uh, we have been part of um, you know he's a business guy and he said we've been part of this business that we have been supporting and uh, and this business is 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 a res is a resort business and it's located in indonesia and uh, we are helping them to rebuild the business and being it a business because we are investors in it they are giving back some things to us as well so it's a give and take deal so as i was doing this business the lord spoke to me and i wanted to do something about it and I said, okay, great, what is it? He said that God spoke to him to encourage and send at least two or three pastor's families on a holiday to this resort. Because what this resort has done is give them back, because they have been investors, is to give them back some holiday packages at least four weeks or six weeks you know, throughout the year. And uh, this couple, instead of taking that, they decided to bless three pastors, families who are working really hard day and night to build God's kingdom. And, and they wanted to give that away to them so that they can go on a holiday and rest and relax and come back. Isn't that amazing? And he said this to me and, he, and I went, okay, great. And he said, Pastor, you and your family is on top of my list. So hopefully, whenever you can get time, you can take that holiday in Indonesia. It's all covered. You just need to go there. I looked at my wife and we were like, what? Where did that come from? A heart of generosity, like it's beautiful to see that because it's the heart of God. I was just absolutely taken by, I mean, here's a guy who invested into that business and he has all the rights and he's entitled to take those holidays and yet he want to give that away. I know you might not be excited because it is me and my family that is getting to go on holiday. Just be happy for us, yeah? We don't know when, but we will take that sometime next year. But when you look at that, I was so inspired. I was like, you know what? This is something 
that we need to do. I was inspired by that to say, okay, I started then thinking how many village pastors and their families are, don't even have opportunity or enough money to step out of their own towns to go and be with their families somewhere. Maybe me, I should do that. I should bless a couple of pastors who would just take a break, not worry about anything, take their children, go stay somewhere and enjoy a holiday. Of course, with COVID, it's a bit of a tricky situation now. But you can do that. You can do that. Generosity, you don't, it's inspiring. It's, it's a fire. It'll catch on. I was so inspired when he did that and I've decided I should do the same. What are you deciding to be generous for? You don't have to wait to have too many resources. Just understand the heart of God. Understand that we don't own everything. It is God and be ready to let go. Here's point number three, write this down. God prospers the generous. God prospers the generous. It is not about the money. As I've been telling all this time, it's not about the money, but it's about stepping out in faith. The important thing that we need to understand why God prospers the one who are generous, he's not prospering because you're giving out a lot of money. He's prospering you because he's moved by your heart of faith. So in other words, generosity is not a rich man's lifestyle, it's a faith lifestyle. Come on somebody. Generosity is not a rich people's lifestyle, it is a faith lifestyle. So even when I don't have much, I am still going to have the attitude of being generous by faith. 2 Corinthians 9.6, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. When we see, sow seeds, when we plant out in faith, we receive so much more from God. When we keep so much for ourselves saying that we are protecting it and not being generous, We don't see the hand of God over it. This is why we need to call to be good stewards. No, don't, now don't confuse yourself because you, you might be thinking, oh, pastor, you said a couple of weeks back that I need to uh, invest, I need to save, I need to, I need to keep, you know, protect some money. Investing and saving is absolutely okay. That's being good stewards of God's money but at the same time when God is asking you to be generous for something that is moving his heart are you prepared to let go of it are you handling money in such a way that it will multiply and it'll be a blessing to others so that you can be a channel of blessing or are you just sitting there with one part saying Lord give me give me give me and you have a lot of holes in your, pot, in your pot for yourself. And every time God gives, it just goes away. You're not a blessing to others, nor you're a blessing to yourself. So, generosity. It's a heart of being faithful and putting faith in God. It's a choice that we make. It's a lifestyle that we live in. When we live this lifestyle, God 
prospers us. You will see the hand of God over your life. And finally, the fourth thing is, how does God measure generosity? This, Luke 21, 1 to 4, just absolutely blew my mind and also many minds of the Jewish people. You see, while Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box, in the offering. And then a poor widow came by and dropped in two smallest coins, two small coins. And the smallest, these, those two small coins, they say, the scholars say, that is the smallest of the Jewish coins, which is like the least of the least. Not many people would use that. And they will not give that to God. And verse 3, it says, I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. For they have given a tiny part from their surplus. But she, being poor as she is, has given everything she has got. That's generosity. God is not measuring how much you're giving to him, but how much you're willing to let go in faith. How much are you willing to let go in faith. I'm not talking about letting go to a credit card company. I'm not talking about letting go because you bought, uh, you know, you bought, you took a loan and you're repaying a loan and you're still paying the basic amount and the interest and you're letting go your money every month. I'm not talking about that kind of letting go. I'm talking about being godly, wise stewards of money and at the same time, when God speaks to us, when he shows us a heart that, that, that we need to do something about it, are we ready to let go? This woman comes and she gives everything she has. Are you giving from everything that you've got? Are you being generous? Because God doesn't measure your amount. He measures your heart. That's how he measures generosity. So don't be fooled when you think that I gave one lakh, I gave, you know, 50 crores. When you had 200 crores, or when you had 20 lakhs, you gave one lakh. My dad has been a huge example of faith. And I've seen this over and over again in finances as well, that when we had only what we had, he has emptied our bank accounts because the God, had, God spoke to him. And sometimes it might look foolish. Sometimes it has looked like, okay, what are we going to do as a family? And sometimes it has put us in a tough spot. But God has come through all the time. Sometimes it's not about how much we have or how much we gave. It's about how much we put our heart in trusting God and letting go. That's the genius of generosity. I hope God spoke to you this morning. Wherever you are joining us from, all the life group members and everybody watching us online, let's take a moment and pray, shall we? Many times God has spoken to you to give away or let go of something, yet we've been holding on to it. Let's take a moment Let's pray, let's repent, and let's say to God, Lord, change my heart. I want to let go in faith with a pure heart in your presence and help me to practice the 
genius of generosity. Shall we pray? God, we thank you. We thank you that you are here with us. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to meet in person and online. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that every people who are committing to your word this morning, I pray that you will continue to speak to them. Help them to stay committed towards the decision that they are making this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to come together. Lord, I pray that you will bless us. I pray that we will continue to walk in this road to financial freedom. Lord, when we practice generosity, we are practicing financial freedom. Help us to let go, God. Help us to know that you own it all and that we don't have to take ownership of things and stuff and worldly possession. But at the same time, help us to be faithful in being good stewards of what you have trusted us with so that one day we will enjoy the true riches of heaven. We thank you. We glorify your name. We bless your name. Lord, I bless everybody who have gathered here online and in person. And I pray that they will have a great week. Bless their families. Bless their children. If there's anybody praying for physical healing, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will heal them and set them free. If there's anybody praying for material blessings, Lord, I pray that you will teach them and I pray that you will bless them and I pray that you will encourage them to give. Lord, I pray that you will continue to lead us and guide us every step of the way. We give you all the glory and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And all God's people shouted, Amen. Amen. We hope that you were blessed by God's word today. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will see you next week with another inspiring sermon.